0: This is the M6P with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. This is the M6P, a comic book podcast. You can visit our website at m6 the m6p.com you can email us at m6ploc at gmail.com and of course follow us on
1: twitter at the m6p you can check us out on facebook facebook.com slash the m6p we're also on instagram and youtube under the m6p you can also give us a call and be a part of our show at 616-755-TINA And we
0: are sponsored by DCB Service, discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. Get all your pre-orders for your single issues at 40% off.
1: We're also sponsored by crpsavings.com, michaelwebsolutions.com, and The Marvelous Box at themarvelousbox.com. So, Jared, you just got back in town, didn't you? It has been a whirlwind two
0: weeks, Comic-Cons all over the place. I... When you told me that you were going
1: out there, I totally forgot that it was Easter. You had to work over Easter? Yeah, I did uh, Indiana Comic Con this past weekend. The weekend before, I did St. Louis Wizard World. And then the weekend before that was Gem City Comic Con.
0: Oh my goodness gracious,
1: Gem City. Oh, all Uh, the memories. Yeah, they moved venues. It's in a different spot now, but it seemed to still be pretty successful. Really? A bigger spot or no? I don't know if it was bigger or not. I feel like the Nutter Center was pretty large. It was, yeah. I mean, Tina played there. She did. You're right. Yes. 18,000. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. (laughs) I'll tell you, Indiana Comic Con was one of the best I've been to. It's, It's huge. It's all comic book stuff. It was great. A lot of fun.
0: That's awesome. I would love to go with you sometime. I know you texted me out of the blue and you were like, sometime. We just need to go together and just have fun. I was like, yeah.
1: Yes, I, I think was... we should do a, a year from now is C2E2 in Chicago. I think we should try and aim for that.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Sounds risky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've de- Andy and Jared have taken Chicago before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Jason and Freddie. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with us. <laughs>
0: <That> was, <laughs> no, I remember. No, it was fun. It was good. Every <laughs> once in a while, I came across, I was trying to actually read up on Facebook you can still visit our, our Facebook account even if you don't log in. So, and I saw the pictures of uh, when we went. Oh, oh, the pictures. Oh, the pictures and blocking out your face and everything. Yes, everything. <laughs> everything like that. My pecs. <laughs> oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. We are reading today. We have X-Men Blue number one and X-Men Gold number Number one. And if we have, if we get to it, I don't know. I don't know. There may be some news as well. The Thor Ragnarok trailer came out. And then also, like, I want to know what this Marvel Legacy thing is. Like, what, what, what's you, you got to tell me what these things are. So, yeah,
1: I'd be happy to. How do you, how do you want to attack this? Well, let's go ahead and get X Men Gold out of the way because they're the superior team. <laughs> out of the way, though? I, I
0: don't know if I like that terminology. Oh, if the I'm not, team.
1: not out of the way, but. Let's start off with our best foot forward.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I see where this is going.
1: Or our, our be- best six-inch superhero heel, <laughs> thigh-high boot. Okay. okay. All right. Either way. <laughs> All right. X-Men Gold Number 1 opens with our newly formed team of Old Man Logan, Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Prestige, led by Kitty Pride, battling Terex in downtown New York. They make easy work of him while an onlooking crowd gathers, but is not too thrilled with their fight. Afterwards, the X-Men are back to basics, playing a baseball game at the X-Mansion, now located in Central Park. A lawyer arrives to give Kitty an $18 million bill for their first six months' lease. Later that evening, Storm reflects with Nightcrawler about their recent battle with the Inhumans and wonders if it's time for the X-Men to be heroes again. Colossus chats with Kitty about their awkward past relationship, but the conversation quickly ends as the new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants are attacking the United Nations building okay very quick i like that i like that
0: what did you think of this book i'm so interested
1: Uh, (laughs) well i read this story the day it came out before all of the controversy with the art and i remember so we'll just hit that part first before we hit story okay so i thought it was weird as i was reading like what what is on colossus's shirt that seems so weird right That would be there and then this random building with these numbers and what what is that? It just seemed very out of, out of place. But I just kept going. I thought maybe maybe it's something the kids are doing these days, and I'm just not up on it, you know. Okay. You know how the kids are. Oh, those kids. But, oh. but I thought the art was pretty good, you know. I I thought the art was was decent. It, he he didn't astound me, you know, like uh, a Jim Lee or something. Right. But it wasn't. It was better than a lot of the art on the. Recent Marvel books.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, let me just jump in about the, the, uh, the controversy thing. When you said the controversy and I read this book, like you just told me what it was, like the broad strokes. And I read this and I was like, I must be stupid because I have no idea what you were talking about. (laughs) Like (laughs) I didn't know it had to do with any numbers. I didn't know it had to do with anything on the shirt. I just assumed. The same thing as you that those were like brands or, you know, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so I, I could have read this and never known any of that. Um, mm-hmm. cause I guess I'm stupid. I don't know. Um, but the, the art for this. I really enjoyed the art like the coloring was a little bit muted it wasn't very bright which I didn't like that as much but it did make it feel like a classic you're reading a classic book on that kind of paper uh, back in the 90s and it also um, it kind of gave the the team this authority like yes this is a an adult book. Um, not mature themes, but like an adult comic book that everybody can read, and the art reflected that. It's not super cartoony; it's something to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. So I, I got that distinct feeling.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you on the coloring as well. I, that part was missing a bit. You know, you got to have your yellows and reds really pop. I think if you're if you're going to go back to basics and and do the X Men resurrection and launch them in the vein of their past success that's part of it you know don't don't movie eyes on me and give me some dull colors (laughs) okay right but i thought it was i thought for the most part it was good i think there are definitely some some questionable things like why are they living in central i know they want to be out in the forefront but it seems kind of silly to be living in central park the most you know uh, expensive real estate in america you're just gonna (laughs) put your mansion there and you're playing baseball. How are how are strange, you know, random people just not gonna walk onto your yard and that kind of stuff. That that's kind of weird. And the whole thing with Tarek's, it just seemed like we just need a, a villain. Uh, any meeny, money, oh Tarek's, you know, <laughs> right? Hickman's done with him. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, well, he was just in Drax. He was in the Drax um series, which I read over the weekend, and uh, it just seemed odd that he just kind of shows up here. We sure. don't know why or what he was doing or so, and then it looked like he got knocked out by rocks to the head. <laughs> did did you did you get the feeling that now
0: I haven't read consistently in a while. I got 2 weeks left of school and I think that this is a great jumping off point for me to say okay, from this point forward we we're, we're, we're doing it. So if you have read for a while, did you feel like this was a bit disconnected? Like, okay, all right, all that stuff like over the past year since, um, I mean, since really Secret Wars. Yeah, that was all testing and there's some continuity, but here we go. Here, this is the beginning of the real X-Men universe.
1: Did you feel that or? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you didn't have to read anything since Secret Wars happened to be able to pick up this book up and and for the most part know what's going on
0: right yeah logan's older uh is okay so i had a, just a couple questions right so uh storm's not the leader anymore kitty pride's the leader she is she still the cosmic entity from guardians of the galaxy
1: yeah did that just disappear after secret was that part of the secret wars that that didn't happen anymore
0: it well what about like um and prestige okay so that's that's marvel girl right yes okay now it explains later on that she changed her name but is that brand new this issue
1: yes this is the first issue she's been called prestige
0: okay all right
1: now did you like to do you like this team yeah i like this team a lot this is this is a team from the the late 70s you know yeah exactly exactly the whole the whole team uh is there anyone?
0: See- is there anyone missing from this team? Like well,
1: for I- for you? For like to, for- Cyclops was hanging around with the team at that time, but otherwise, this is for the most part this is them. I I always want people like Rogue and Gambit uh, on my X Men team, but I don't know that this will be the roster that stays the roster for the next you know twelve issues.
0: Oh okay,
1: okay. So we know Gambit makes an appearance by issue four, but it doesn't sound like he's going to stay around. And I know Rogue is doing stuff over in Uncanny Avengers, and uh, but we'll see, we'll see. Did did what do you think about this roster? I,
0: I like it. Like this, to me, this is like a throwback roster, right? I was just surprised not to see Gambit and Psylocke actually on the team.
1: Yeah, Psylocke is going to be in the new Astonishing X Men with Gambit.
0: Okay, all right. Who's leading that team?
1: Well, it is going to be a hodgepodge team that just sort of happens to come together but the the writer said that the team will be rotating all the time so okay there's no defined leader no defined roster but those two are at least in the first issue
0: okay well see I can deal with that this this team I like the leader but I, I wasn't sure like I, I like the leadership structure and I like everything I like the colors and the dynamic uh, I for some reason Marvel Girl seems out of place to me and I, I wonder if she's there just to be like the telekinetic person mm-hmm. Um. But everybody else seems like they fit really well. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that everybody's back in their old costumes.
1: Well, Nightcrawler's the only one in his old costume. Everybody else has variants of their costumes. Oh, I looked at. Okay, all right. Except Prestige, she just has the ugliest costume. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: well to me i mean these are all very much very they're, they're variations on a very central theme like colossus didn't when i saw that it didn't strike me as oh they did a redesign or even storm you know
1: yeah it, but somehow storm's hair's back
0: yes thank goodness
1: <laughs> thank goodness storm has always had some sort of pills for growing her hair back she did it <laughs> last time she cut her hair
0: no but i mean the story wise this was okay i i liked uh I think Guggenheim taking it is an interesting choice for this book. You know, he did the young X-Men thing and that was a flop. And I keep, I always <laughs> go back to that. Um, you know, he did uh, Wolverine for a while. He did death of Logan, I think was the, the arc back in t- 2007 or something like that, 2006. Um, but I think this is, this is going to be an interesting choice. I, I, I think it's going to be an interesting book. I'm less interested in this team, but like right now, it's almost weird because this is the, in my eyes, the original team, even though X-Men Blue really has the original team. So these are like, these are your older characters, which is weird because there none of them are the original characters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. This I think the writing was pretty cut and dry. It it, it established things a little bit more than X-Men Prime did. Uh, it, it's a, a very quick superhero battle. You've got them playing baseball and at the end there's a brand new threat but is reminiscent of a previous threat right and you don't know what's going to happen and combine that with the like five six seven pages of backup story that told the whole the whole past of when this group of x-men started being together and what they've been doing for the past 40 years up until now i thought that was excellent
0: yeah that was a good a good primer i would say you know oh look at look what you did there (laughs) (laughs) yes! (laughs) ha <laughs> yes! Oh <laughs> uh, no! I I thought this was fun. I I thought I, I I appreciated the nostalgia that he was going for. Like I don't have that, but I know reading this, like going back to the baseball games and everything. You know, like that was a huge uh a huge s- central factor or element in in Claremont's run, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I, I, I liked it. I, I I like how it set the status quo. I so, said, okay, here's the status quo. Now we can kind of jump from this point.
1: Yeah. But well, how about with X-Men Blue? Let's, oh. let's look at that status quo. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. X-Men Blue. Uh, number one, by Colin Bunn and Jorge Molina. Backup story art by Matteo Bufagni. Um, the original X-Men from the past, Angel, Iceman, Beast, Cyclops, led by Jean Grey, are flying to the large private yacht in uh, the is it the X Jet? I was trying to when I was coming up with that. Is that what just was it's called the X Jet? Believe so, yeah. Okay, or the, the Blackbird. The Blackbird, that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> off the coast of Italy, uh, Cerebro has directed the team uh, there after Black Tom Cassidy has taken over the yacht and taken the passengers hostage. Black Tom's purpose for being there, as far as we can tell, is just straight burglary. <laughs> he says he's a wanted man and he has bills to pay. So <laughs> um, The X-Men break in on him and threaten to take him down. They begin fighting while trying to be careful of the passengers and the ship itself. Uh, things take a turn uh, when the unstoppable Juggernaut shows up, shattering through a wall of the ship. Gene cannot stop Kane uh, because of his helmet. But Angel takes Tom out of the equation by busting him up to the ceiling of the yacht. Uh, The Juggernaut becomes infuriated and starts to go berserk chasing Cyclops and Beast. He's yelling at Cyclops about the death of Charles Xavier as well. I thought that was interesting. And suddenly Beast turns around and uses magic to expel Cain through hell to Siberia. Cyclops begins to argue with Beast about it saying that they are not that type of group but Beast argues back that people only care about results, not methods. Uh, The group returns home, and we see that Magneto has taken the mantle of Teacher to help them turn Xavier's dream into a reality. Uh, The backup story had to do with Wendigo up in uh, the forest, and I think that's the son. It it had a quick fight scene between the son of Wolverine from the Ultimate Universe, which I don't know his name, and Wendigo. And then that, that was about it. Do you know that guy's name?
1: Yeah, it's James Howlett.
0: Oh, well, that would make sense, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Jimmy.
0: You sound really enthused. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Jimmy. What what I thought was really interesting is this more things to come in X-Men Blue. When I saw this, I actually got pretty excited. So um, we see the first panel is the original X-Men and Wolverine's claws, which I'm assuming are probably old man Logan. So you're going to have X-Men gold and X-Men blue crossover. Um, and then the next panel is generation X, right? It's got Jubilee and chamber.
1: Yep. And Sink.
0: Okay. And other people, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like chamber though. Um, and then the third panel is Bendis's, uh, future X-Men. Um, I actually am interested in them even though they are a problem and they show up here and there and they, I think they were in Battle of the Atom or Battle for the Atom or something like that yeah. and then the last panel is Charles Xavier with glowy eyes saying to me my X-Men which I am okay with him coming back you think it's really him I hope it's really him man I hope so because it does look like, it does look like it could be the Shadow King or something
1: yeah because his eyes are glowy Right, his eyes are glowy. So, anyway, you know, there there was a, the character the his his son, wasn't it? That was in that that version of the Brotherhood. Yeah, but they Wolverine. show
0: him in the panel above that. Yeah. So I was thinking it wasn't him.
1: You could be correct, but I'm I'm
0: ninety nine
1: percent sure the top panel is Wolverine's son.
0: Oh, you think so? It has yeah. to go with the Wendigo. I mean. That would make sense, but I was wondering if they were going to do that the whole, like, blue versus gold and schism thing. So, okay, I had I had a couple questions here. Do they know that they're on different teams, like this one's the gold team, this one's the blue team?
1: <laughs> I don't think they've self-identified. Okay, but in the 90s, did they know? Yeah, yeah, okay. in the 90s, they knew.
0: Okay, and are these, are is the blue team living in the mansion?
1: No, they're with Magneto, secretly.
0: Okay, but where is he? Does it say?
1: No. Okay. But I but I believe that um Magneto is not on the best terms with the other X-Men.
0: Oh, okay. All right. He did say that there were other people that need to be punished, other mutants. So, this book I I like the art for what it was. I thought it was a very simple uh story, very straightforward um and like a kind of an all ages type thing. That's the impression I get from the art. The story was kind of silly. Um, but I didn't mind it. It kind of set the set, the status quo, you know, set the stage for, for what they were going to do. Just, a, a kind of a fun thing, get to know the X-Men a little bit more. Um, one thing that stuck out to me was the art on this, like a couple pages were like super detailed, like the juggernaut page and the Magneto page. Like it didn't look like kid art anymore. It looked mm-hmm. like, okay, now we're, now we're getting serious here. So, cause that juggernaut coming through the wall, man, he looks scary.
1: Yeah, what's up with his costume?
0: Yeah, all those pipes and like stuff coming up into yeah. his head like Bane, I don't know. Yeah,
1: unnecessary.
0: <laughs> I deem it unnecessary. <laughs> but uh, I liked how this took a, a like a, a more adult turn when all of a sudden they're talking about their methods and like what's okay, what's not okay. I must con- confess that I'm extremely confused. About Beast being able to conjure up people from hell?
1: Well, you've not been reading All New X-Men. No, okay, so lay it on me. Yeah, so him and Doctor Strange got together um, because he decided that he wanted to learn um, how to get the X-Men back to their past. And so he started learning magic with Doctor Strange. And when he uses his magic, he typically turns into this Beast-like character. He did it in this issue, though. But so now he's he's got some magical powers.
0: Huh. Hmm. <laughs> so so what what do I have to read to fully understand this? Just the last couple issues of All New X Men?
1: Uh, there was one issue in particular with Doctor Strange and Beast on the cover. I can't think of a number exactly right now, but that one will give you the meat and potatoes of it.
0: <laughs> the meat and potatoes. You got it. Now so now now the all the x-men like extraordinary x-men and all new x-men they're done right yep okay and these are the new lead books and then you also have astonishing x-men and weapon
1: x right um yeah and and then the the, you know cable and old man logan Iceman, and marvel girl
0: okay all right and then all new wolverine also which is x-23 yes
1: i forgot about her yes
0: which ones of these are you gonna be reading? Well I'm sorry I what did you
1: think of this book? I'm almost afraid to ask uh, Well I just have not liked this team they got they have got to go you know so it makes it hard because I don't I just don't really care for this group of characters um, So the art I, I hated the art <laughs> it's, you know it was just I, it's fine if it's an all ages book and everything but it doesn't have to look cartoony it can still be in continuity and, and look good. You know, when when Uncanny X-Men and X-Men started with the X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue teams back in the 90s, there wasn't one book that was cartoony and little kitty and the other one that was really cool. They they were both drawn very well and written very well. And I think it's, this art uh, just kind of did a disservice to the launch of the Resurrection titles. I, right. I think they really missed it with that. And um, it seemed like it just seemed a bit of a silly story that uh, it was all kind of working up to get to the last page with Magneto. Everything, the whole first you know twenty-one pages, seemed like filler. We really just wanted to show you that they're working with Magneto, and that's why they did that. No, so, <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of a bummer. And I, you know, Juggernaut is is probably my favorite X Men villain, and to see him like this big dumb bumbling idiot. And with pipes out of his head. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, and I hated the James Howlett thing. Hate that so much. I don't want any more Ultimate stuff. We don't need any more Wolverines. We don't need another hero. You know, we got enough. <laughs> enough Wolverines. A female Wolverine. An old Wolverine. A dead Wolverine. Now Wolverine's son. Dokken is still around. Like, no more Wolverines. Right. It's just too much. Yep. Yeah.
0: I agree.
1: I am most psyched out of my head about the Generation X panel because that was my team back in the day. So that is very exciting and I hope I'm not disappointed with that.
0: (laughs) Dude, you're going to be so disappointed because if you look at the cover, you have like, don't you have Eyeball Guy and everything and Quentin
1: Quire? No, no. The Generation X panel on the last page. I know the panel, but if you look at the cover of issue one. Yes, but the panel doesn't have any of that junk. I'm thinking... <laughs> I think X-Men Blue is going to time travel or something and they're going to meet Generation X. Oh, you think so? I, I'm guessing so. But I'm sure I'll be disappointed.
0: <laughs> I mean, hopefully you're right, but I'm just... you know, I'm assuming they're tying all this into the, the full launches and everything.
1: Well, they could, but I don't know why they would put the preview in this issue if it's not even going to be in this book.
0: That's true. I mean, I assume that they're going to have crossovers and interactions so that they can cross market the other books. Yeah, that's kind of what made me think that it was it was not James Howlett's hand in the first uh, panel. Uh, I
1: I really think it is. Uh, I'd be more than happy if it wasn't. It
0: it could be. It could be. Um, So, you want to give me a quick rundown of uh, all the news and everything, and what you think of these resurrection titles?
1: I thought you had something else you wanted to say. Before you, because you started into something, and they said, "Oh wait, what did you think about the book?"
0: No, no, I'm done. No, I can't. Okay. I I can't remember what it was. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't All be right. expected to remember these things.
1: I know, I know. You've got a lot of schoolwork on your mind. Oh, so close to being done. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. What was your question?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at these. <laughs> you keep. You can't even remember the question. I'm looking at these covers and I have to say the Weapon X, I'm intrigued by this. Not because of the topic, but because um, it's Greg Puck
1: and Greg Land. Did you not read it? No, uh, not yet. Oh, well. It came out last Wednesday. (laughs) Did you you like it? I thought it was okay. Okay. It was better than X-Men Blue. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Uh, I picked up All New Wolverine and just Forgot to read it. Oh, well, that's Ekman, not good at all. X Men Gold number no. two is supposed to be out Wednesday, but it got pushed back a week. Of course it did. Why would? Why not? <laughs> They're probably scanning it with a fine tooth comb. They're like, what okay. oh, okay,
0: well, <laughs> They probably are.
1: That guy, okay. Well, we
0: don't have to talk about that controversy, but I heard he, like, on his Facebook page, he said, okay, my career is over. Like, he uh, got in a lot of trouble
1: yep he's he's bad <laughs> he was a bad boy <laughs> poor guy all
0: right um i think it's interesting side note that cena grace is going to be writing ice man like do you think you have to have a gay writer for Iceman? no no you
1: uh, i mean you don't have to have a straight writer to write straight characters right no
0: i mean and also do you have to have a female writer to write female leads like i think I don't that's know.
1: part of our pc thing going on we got right now
0: huh well, I just I don't I don't know I can't tell from a liberal perspective if that's insulting or or legitimate diversity. You know what I mean? Like is it insulting for us for a man to think they can write a female character and if so, is it insulting for a straight person to write a a a, a gay character and vice versa? So like to me it's like, oh, I mean when I see seeing a Grace's name on here, the first thing that I think of is well, that's kind of pandering. I feel sorry for the guy. Like, oh, you're not good enough to write an X-Men book except for this one because you're gay. Like, to me, that that's insulting. But may- I could be wrong. I don't know.
1: No, I think if you look back on literature throughout the beginning of time, how boring would literature be if only people that were, were to write about things that they've experienced or know firsthand, it would be the most boring thing to do would be to read a book or watch a TV show. Huh. You know, I don't want to read just about white heterosexual christian males in every one of my books that would it'd be weird it'd be be odd you know yeah
0: i'm definitely i'm definitely with you on that like there's no there's no point to that that to insulate yourself like that so i i I just yeah yeah i i I think you have a point and so that's what that's kind of where i'm coming from too that's weird yeah
1: yeah i mean imagine watching uh i don't know what's your favorite tv show me are you asking me i am Oh, Futurama! Futurama. So, how can <laughs> he identify with any of them because he's not from the, the the writer is who is the writer?
0: I'm I'm gonna go with Jim.
1: Yeah, so Jim. Jim. Jim isn't in the future. He has more than one eyeball. He doesn't have purple hair. He's <laughs> never been a robot, but yet he can still write these things. You know, I, I'm kicking myself for not knowing. His name is something X Cohen. Go on. Jim. It's Jim. Jim X. Cohen. Gone. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Like that, He can write that stuff and we can watch it and we can enjoy it. He doesn't have to get a, a robot on the writing staff. He doesn't have to find somebody that has purple hair and one eyeball to be – like it's just stupid. <laughs> you know, if you don't like something, don't read it. If you If you don't agree with the politics behind something, don't read it. Don't watch it. That's fine. But the pa- amount of pandering in comic books right now is too much for me sometimes. <laughs> no, did,
0: didn't Alex Alonzo, Ach- not Alex, Axel, Axel Alonso come out and say that the, the reason why the numbers are down is because fans are rejecting diversity? Yes.
1: Fans don't want uh, female-led books and diversity. Like, <laughs> he got ripped apart for that. Do you- <laughs> okay. All right. Because that's not the truth. We right. don't want junk. You know? <laughs> and that's what they don't, Marvel isn't understanding is that for the past two years, they put out junk on a consistent basis and giving us books like Prowler and Solo and Fool Killer. And then when we don't read them, it's because we're racist or homophobic or we don't like women or whatever they want to. It, they just gave us junk is what they gave us. They gave so us are, humans so and are junk. They
0: try, are they trying to guilt us into buying these books? Like, if you don't buy them, then obviously you're a misogynist.
1: Well, they were, and it didn't It didn't help their sales numbers. so that's why they're trying to go back to basics. I think that's going to be with the whole legacy stuff that they're going to be doing, what they're doing with the Resurrection line with the X-Men. They're just seeing that ultimately the dollar is what's going to talk.
0: Yeah, well, I, I can tell you from this lineup right here, this, I will be reading... X Men Gold, X Men Blue, Weapon X, Cable, Jean Grey, Old Man Logan, and Astonishing X Men. Um, why not all new Wolverine? I just don't care for that character. <laughs> why not Generation X? I can't stand those characters. And why not X uh, Iceman? I'll probably give it a try, but I, I, he's a he's a boring character to me. So you know, again, it's all the characters. Yeah, it's true. So, it's
1: true. It it seems odd that. Of all the X-Men characters to give solos to, I mean, obviously you're going to have Wolverine. And Cable has needed a series for a while. He's just a popular character and people like him. But it's odd that Jean, Teen Jean Grey and Grown-Up Iceman are the other two that we single out for solos. Just oh, this odd. is
0: gr- this is Grown-Up Iceman? It's not the It's not the Kid Iceman?
1: No, this is Grown-Up Iceman.
0: That makes him even more boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's true! Like, if it was Kid Iceman, like... That might be, <laughs> wait, this is Kid Jean Grey, though, right?
1: Kid Jean Grey, yes.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll read that. I'll read that. But the grown-up Iceman, man, the last story we had from grown-up Iceman, don't you remember, like, he took over the city and all his ex-girlfriends or something were coming around?
1: Yeah, that was sort from of Astonishing, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was that was rough. <laughs> all right, what before we end, we're, I know we're going long, but what is the X-Men, or what is Marvel Legacy? What is that? What is that?
1: Well, according to Axel... There are 10 legacy characters that uh, have been replaced, you know, whether it's Miles Morales, Spider-Man, or um, the new Captain Marvel has replaced the deceased Captain Marvel, or young Jean Grey has replaced Phoenix. And all those 10 characters will be coming back, whether they'll stay alive and in the present continuity or not is to be seen. But everyone will be back. There will be 10 issues, and each issue will focus on the older character and the current incarnation of the character
0: oh interesting so you're gonna we're gonna get captain Marvel back
1: we are now what but again you know whether he stays with us or not we sure. don't know sure but, so wolverine will be back and oh.
0: yeah okay so can you go down the list real quick do you know who
1: um i don't have the image in front of me right now but i know we've got gene we've got captain marvel we've got wolverine thor spider-man hulk uh <laughs> wait a minute i don't understand like hulk and
0: spider-man and thor they're not dead hulk is dead
1: bruce banner was killed in civil war 2 uh... did you read civil war 2 i left off at that one issue oh oh never mind that uh, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert from i was just texting
0: ago. i was just texting gary uh our buddy friend of the show and I was like, okay, here are what I need to catch up on. Clone Conspiracy, IVX, Monsters Unleashed, Civil War 2, and Unworthy Thor. Once I get all those, then I can start from this point forward.
1: Uh, well, spoiler for Civil War 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Great.
0: <laughs> I thought I, I thought I read something recently where Bruce Banner was there and he was talking to somebody. I could be wrong. Mm. Man, maybe that was Pleasant Hill. Maybe that was all the way back at Pleasant Hill.
1: Oh, that was awful. That was bad.
0: All right, anything else before we get out of here?
1: No, we just, we want good things for Marvel. Hopefully these two X-Men titles are a sign of of good things coming, and a year from now we'll be doing the podcast, and we won't know what to review because everything is so amazing.
0: I have to say, man, I got high hopes for Charles Soule on Astonishing X-Men and Mike Diodato Jr. on Old Man Logan. I can't oh, wait
1: He's the perfect artist for that
0: yes yes indeed all right so this is the m6p you can visit our website the m6p.com you can email us at uh, m 6 ploc at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the m6p
1: you can follow us on facebook facebook.com/ the m6p hit us up on Instagram and YouTube under the m6p. And you can give us a call and be a part of our show any day of the week, 616-755-TINA. And we are sponsored by dcbservice.com, discount comic book
0: service. Get uh, You pre-order all your books, the um, <laughs> resurrection tie-ins, everything, uh, 40% off. Get them. Go there. dcbservice.com.
1: Also, visit our other sponsor, Community Retail Partnership. For all your discounts on Office Depot products, crpsavings.com. For all your web needs and internet website building needs, go to michaelwebsolutions.com. And if you want the best blind box subscription in the entire world containing only Marvel graphic novels for the low price of $25, you get over $100 of Marvel graphic novels, go to themarvelousbox.com. All right, and that's it. So
0: until next time... This is the M6P.